Yo, what's good? It's your boy Calf God, man. Listen, back with another podcast. I know I said I was going to be back sooner, but life happens, you know what I'm saying? And I think you guys understand. I will hope you guys understand. First and foremost, I got a couple shout outs that I want to um, I want to give. I want to give a shout out to this year's 2022 um, graduation class of uh, you know, I wish you guys the best of luck, blessings to you guys. And I'm not just speaking at the current school that I am at, but I'm also talking about all the schools that I've worked for and just everyone across the country. You know what I'm saying? Seniors, you guys finally did it. You know, and, and, and one of the messages I want to give to you guys, because actually the topic of this podcast is is the um, classroom hero. You know, I want to talk about who I was in the classroom. But, um, yeah, so the message I have for this year's seniors, you know, hmm, hmm, the message I can give you guys would be even when things don't go your way, even when things don't go right, I hope that God blesses you guys with a blessing that things will work out in the end. And then a lesson that you learn from whatever it is that didn't go your way. So that's the message that I want to send off to this year's seniors. And, you know, you guys did it and you guys earned it. But, um, you know, um, life doesn't stop. It actually progresses. It gets it gets it gets interesting. You have to make real world decisions. And, you know, no one's going to wake you up at at, at, at 6 a.m., 7 a.m. To, to, to force you to put your clothes on and and to get you to school. So this is going to be totally on you. You're going to have to be independent to a certain extent. You're going to have to be reliable. You're going to have to be, you know, accountable. There's a lot of things you're going to have to be. And each and every single day, you're going to have to wake up and ask yourself, do you want to do that? You know, do you want to make those decisions? So before I get too carried on, I just want to wish you guys the best of success on that thing. But anyway, let me go back to the shout outs, man. I want to give a shout out to my guy, um, Gardena Sarah Baseball. Congratulations to you guys winning league. You know, um, you guys got a lot of work to do, you know, and I know that. But my guy AJ over there, good job to you, you know, as a friend, um, as a brother to me, more than just a friend, as a brother to me, man. I mean, dude, you guys killed it over there. You know, you guys killed it. Um, I also want to just express the fact that how I was thankful to just to be able to um, come over there and see you guys participate. See you guys get after, see you coach. You know, I always liked your energy, your effort, and what you do over there. So congratulations to Sarah Baseball. I want to give a shout-out to LaSalle Baseball. Man, you guys, what a playoff run. You know, they they say, hey, Coach Ed, you can't come to this thing unless you're a shooter. You know what I'm saying? So, you know, with, with all due respect, uh, I want to send the congratulations and a shout-out to LaSalle Baseball. You guys are awesome. Continue to do great things. Continue to fight for what you want. You guys got a great coach. Um, I want to give a shout out to the coaching staff here, you know, uh, the football guys, man, you guys do a really good job, uh, especially the full timers that we sit here each and every single day trying to make sure that we make sure this program stays up and that we put these guys in position to be successful. So I want to give a shout out to the football guys here, most importantly, the football coaches. Um, I know I'm not going to be able to cover everybody and I don't want to lose anybody. I also don't want to, you know, rap too long about this, but I want to give a shout out to the freshman core, man. You know, I want to give a shout out to the freshman core, the Habibi Kiggs, uh, the B-Rod, Ralph, and, and Jack Meister, and, you know, Luke, and like just the whole little, little freshman crew over there. You know what I'm saying? You guys 
Cam, I don't want to forget Cam. That's my guy. But dang, I don't want to forget anybody. You know, I feel like, you know, dang, I feel like that'll be bad. But either way, go. You guys, you guys get what I'm saying. You guys get what I'm saying. Habibi's kicks. Make sure that you guys follow Habibi kicks. Make sure you get some Habibi kicks. Um, I, if you want, send me a message. I can give you the um, information on that. You could look it up on Instagram. You could type in Habibi kicks, and you would literally find them. It's a shoe plug. Are you sneakerheads out there? Um, yeah. Anyway. I'm totally off, totally off script, but um, I want you guys to know that, yeah, you tuned in to Calf God, Tax Nine Podcast. I do not write anything. This is top of the head, but classroom hero, you know, for me, you know, what was life growing up for me academically? So if I can start with, you know, the elementary school days, I will have to say this. From my elementary school days, you know, my mom, she literally, she did her part, okay? Like I say, I know in some podcasts I mentioned that my mother... She dropped out of middle school. So, you know, it wasn't a whole lot of, you know, um, help there academically. And she made it clear, you know, our job was to go to school and to um, to get, you know, a degree or pass our classes and, you know, and be attentive and just being, you know, responsible, doing our homework, um, doing all the good things that we needed to do to represent her and also ourselves, of course. But I'll tell you this, man, elementary school, I went to school with, you know, three, three of my sisters um, at least four of my cousins, so we was thick, and we was, I mean, it was a ton of us, and I tell you, the motto was, if one person swing, we all swinging, and I'm not talking academically, I'm talking like, you know, when you was getting into it with somebody, we was out there on that playground, or we was playing tetherball or handball, I'm not trying to date myself, but we was getting after it, I mean, we was fighting each and every single day, we was doing whatever we needed to do to protect each other, because that was our motto, like, hey, we in this thing, we're going to protect each other, and so elementary school-wise, it was a lot of fighting, um, for me, a lot of like, you know, not doing my homework, acting like I needed some more time to, to find my homework, balling up the papers, sitting there in my desk. And I remember one time, Miss Scott was her name. Um, she literally got upset and was like, where's your homework? You need to show us your homework. And I told her, I was like, I, I did it, but I just can't find it. And I drug this thing out, guys. I literally, I opened up my desk and I took out all those balled up papers and everything. I mean, you can think of it, just dragging it out. And um, I dragged it out to the point getting ready to go to recess. And I'm thinking like, okay, cool. She just going to let me get ready to go to recess. So I'll find it when I get back. By that time, I can go sit down, you know, in the cut and get this work done. Well, that wasn't the case. She literally waited till I unfolded every single paper until I found, until she found out that I didn't do my work. You know, so then obviously back in the day, man, when you were in the elementary school setting, you know, they called parents. It wasn't no, oh, we're going to sit you down and take you to counseling and things like that. Like, no, that wasn't the case. Like, yeah, we was calling moms and and, and we going to see what's up. And my mom told us back in the day, like, man, if they if the school called me because you didn't do your homework or you didn't do something or you got in trouble. Um, I'll just say this for lack of better terms. You was getting a whooping from <laughs> You was getting your butt was getting spanked from the the class all the way home, you know what I'm saying? And I, you know, even still to this day, like man, dang, the whoopings really work, but it instilled so much structure, man, it, so much structure. Um, but it was it was it was funny because moms was really like that, you know what I'm saying? She was really, hey, I'm I'm, I'm gonna whoop you all the way till we get home, and then I'm gonna teach you why that you know why it's important for them not to call me. And she was mad, like, you know, we we grew up, I grew up in a welfare home and, you know, we, we my mom did a, a, a fantastic job. You know, shout out to her. It's a blessing to her 
She was the rock. She was the core, man. You know, we may not have the new shoes, the new uniforms and things like that, but we had clothes on our back and we had shoes on our feet. And um, she was strong in the sense that she made sure that, you know, uh, we need the food. We have some food. You know, if we whatever we needed, you know, she made sure she can provide for it. And if she couldn't, she made it she made it clear that she couldn't. And then my father on the other end was a very good support system. And shout out to him, you know, being in my life and also being a great foundation for us. Element elementary school education. I remember going I went to 75th Street Elementary School. I went to school at Russell Westbrook. And I mean, I tell you that cat was out there shooting. He's shooting the ball from half court at this point. <laughs> we in the third grade. Everybody's still trying to shoot the three. Everybody's still trying to shoot the mid-range. He, 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 he out there shooting half court. The boy came to school with a ball head. When I mean a ball, he was ball head, button-up shirt, you know what I'm saying, collar shirt, uniformed out, him and his brother matching clothes. You'd think they were twins, but they're not. And and he, you know, he was, you can tell he was gifted. He was a very talented young man. And um, I, I had to share that because I believe I went to school with a lot of talented people. You know, um, I look back now and I can't tell you where they are. I, I don't have any connection with the kids that I went to middle school with, but he stood out to me. Um, but middle school wise, uh, I mean, elementary school wise, I graduated on time. Um, I actually had my first girlfriend in elementary school in the fifth grade. Her name was um, Lachelle, which is crazy. Lachelle, and her name was Lachelle Parker. Catch this Lachelle Parker's father was the, the head security at the school. So he already knew what's up. He knew what time it was. Nah, we wasn't on none of that, none of that little freaky stuff that y'all be on nowadays. But it was, um, that was her. You know what I'm saying? That was my little thing back in the day. Uh, anyway, fast forwarded to uh, middle school, right? And this is where things get interesting because it was a completely like plot twist. You know, in middle school, I went to Bethune Middle School and, you know, I was most athletic, class clown, and I would have to describe myself as this guy really coming into himself. You know, like I said, I have I had three sisters that I live with, and, you know, moms, you know, at that point, you know, it's like, hey, it's time for you to be a man. You know, I need you to focus on you and, and, and be a representation of me, but at the same time, I got to watch these girls. So I got to pay attention to your sisters. I need you to focus. Well, that didn't really work out because I had to you know, make a decision if I want to be the cool guy or if I want to be this academically, you know, gifted guy that's going to be representat- representation of moms. And so what I did was, you know, I started to hang around with guys and join cliques and crews and, you know, we going, we doing body and everything on the side of buildings to, to establish who we are. And, you know, I'm this quiet dude with hands, you know what I'm saying? I, I, I ain't gonna lie, I threw down, you know what I'm saying? I wasn't, I wasn't no bully. But I wasn't the one, you know what I'm saying? If a bully was to try to bully me, it wasn't, it wasn't going down like that. You know what I'm saying? I can recall a couple of times in the classroom where I was firing off on dudes. You know what I'm saying? I'm listening. I'm not trying to hear none of that. You know, it was times I would, you know, like I said, I was hanging out with the cool guy. I decided to be, you know, want to be from a clique and want to show that, you know, school was second at this point. You know, I remember a couple of times I was getting sent to the principal's office because I was in class slouching down in my chair shooting jokes making jokes about a teacher. I remember I had a teacher named Mr. Ayala. He was a Nigerian teacher, and he, he was like, everything, everything he said was like, you're going to get two U's. You're going to get two U's. That was, that was just his thing. And I'm like, two U's? Like, I guess, like, back in the day, if you got, like, a C-U-U, a U, those two U's can drop you down to a D or an F, okay? So, um, anyway, he would always say that, man, I would shoot jokes on this cat so much. I would make fun of his accent. I would make fun of everything. And, uh... It was literally, 
it was literally like the funniest thing knowing that I can get my classroom laughing again if I had jokes. Um, anyway, so I decided to do that and it was cool, whatever the case may be, but that took me down a, a, a path that was like no other. What I mean by that was I was on pace not to graduate. So I had to go to summer school. So I went to summer school, uh, sixth, seventh, and eighth grade. Obviously, um, I bust my butt off. I got after it and then I graduated, right? I graduated and I can recall in middle school, most importantly, being this guy that was like more athletic than everybody else. And when I mean more athletic than everybody else, I mean, I'm running the mile crazy. I'm hooping crazy. I'm doing football things crazy. And it was just, you know, it was a blessing to me. Um, So after middle school, I decided to, you know, um, I decided to go off and, and, and do other things and that that entailed that I wasn't really focused. So my mom sent me to my godmother's house. And so I stayed with her and she worked at this school called John C. Fremont High School. So this is me off in high school. And when I went to high school, I'm going to tell y'all straight up. Fr- freshman year of high school was like, in lack of a better term, this was like, this was like sidewalk high school one-on-one. This is like, this is like hood. Hood activities. This is like hood education 101, if that makes sense. I mean, like, I don't even know another term. I'm still trying to think about it. This was like this, man. You walk in the gates and it's police on horses. It's metal detectors. It's police everywhere. It's, it's, um, it's, it's dogs everywhere. There, were a, there was a time where there was Hispanics versus blacks, and it was gang-related, obviously, and it was riots. So they had to split the school in half where you know one particular race go one way, the other particular race go the other way, and if they ever so happened to meet, it could pop off at any time. You know, it was going off. And so that was enough distraction within itself. And I remember a teacher, first-year teacher, um, her name was Miss Lucy, and she said, uh, you just got to show up to my class and you get a C. And I said, dang, that is so crazy that all you got to do is just show up and you get a C, right? So anyway, I end up passing all of my classes. I think I had like a 2.9. And I can say this, I probably tried a little bit, but not enough. I could have probably had a 4.0, but it was, again, the school had no credibility, so many distractions. I played on a basketball team, a frost basketball team, and I was decent. I was decent enough. I was a starter and stuff like that. And um, it was cool. You know, it was cool. But in the classroom, I could recall myself just really, mm, I wouldn't say I was non-committed, but I was just getting through the motions. You know what I'm saying? I was just getting by. So this is where things get interesting. So then I transferred out to Sarah High School. And from that point on at Sarah, I had to go to summer school. And that's where I started my summer school at the community college. So I was, since that, since that time, I went to Southwest Community College and I, you know, pretty much passed all of that, got into Sarah. Um, Sarah for me was the most challenge in my life. I'm coming in there. My dad's coached there for many years, and I'm coming there. Oh, I'm the coach's son, and literally, I didn't live with my pops, so I'm coming in there with this street mentality. Like, look, hey, I just left a high school, and this high school had no credibility. We was pretty much at war every day, so I'm finna come in here and wear a uniform, and y'all gonna tell me what to do? <laughs> no, ain't gonna happen. Wrong. So, 
you know, I had to learn how to be a student athlete. I had to learn how to understand the Catholic, you know, school's way of doing things. And I struggled, you know, I struggled. And there's a lot of things I can talk about at that school that I did or didn't do. I know I struggled with math. Um, I had a teacher that would grade me based on my side notes of me explaining to her how bad I am in math than she actually did for the assignment. So it was funny because I would get like a D on a test and I'll probably answer like one question out of 30, but I'll write like enough on each assign on each answer to the point where I can literally, it's wrong, but I was just breaking down the steps of what I knew. And then she would be like, Hey, you're on the lines of this is correct. And this is not correct. Anyway, I would do just enough. And I got a D minus, I believe a D minus in that class. My grades as Sarah was a reflection of just not being focused. I was a starter on the football team. I was working my way up. I had six interceptions in five games, and I was just working my butt off. You know what I'm saying? So um, I got kicked out. You know, I had a two point a two point GPA, and they said, "Hey, you know, you could be on academic probation, or you could stay here, and you know, um, or you could leave academic probation if you stay, and then you could leave." So of course, I decided to leave. Like, what? I'm not. I'm not finna sit around and 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 waste my talents. You know, for academic reasons. I get it. For me, the way my life was set, remember, moms told me I had to be a man at 13. Moms told me, look, I need you to lock in and go get out there and get whatever it is that you want because I have to focus on the girls. So for me, it was never academics first. It was always athletics because I always was most athletic. I got all these trophies growing up and, you know, everybody knew of me because I was this athlete. Anyway, I transferred out from Sarah High School. So this is, you know, now I'm leaving my second high school, going to my third high school. And so I went to uh, Hartthorn High School in Hartthorn, California. And let me just tell you this. Um, they were 0 and 20, I guess. I don't know. They were 0 for before I got there. And I literally told myself, like, man, if I'm going to go to a school, I'm going to go to school and be that guy. So I went there in the first game. You know, we getting beat 63 to nothing. And Pops was pulling up. And I pointed at my dad. I'm like, look, watch this. And it was like two minutes left. Like, watch this, man. And so they kicked the ball off to me, and I ran it back 96 yards. I mean, ran it back. It was almost as if, like, I wasn't even controlling myself. Like, like I was just like a video game. Somebody's controlling me. I'm making dudes, you know, fall, and I'm going left, right. And it was like slow motion, but I'm running fast, I guess. I don't know if that makes sense. But anyway, that happened. And after that game, I remember the next day coming to school on that Monday, they start calling me MVP. So I'm walking around the school with the nickname MVP. You got guys hating on me. You got some guys like, man, like, dude, you you are the football team, you know. So we went on that year to go 0-5. I mean, I, I went 0-5 that year, but I, I was an all-league, first a second-team all-league guy. I scored the rest of the, the rest of the year. I scored all the touchdowns for us. Most of them I did. For sure I did. Um, but academically, guys, catch this. Academically, I would go to class, but I wouldn't do anything. Like, I was using one of the coaches' addresses, so I didn't get no mail. Moms never came to teachers' conferences. For lack of a better word or just a better term, guys, I wasn't doing shit. I was not doing anything academically. I wasn't on anything. I was just... Hey, it was just football and me walking around campus and sitting in these classrooms and I was doing enough to get by, but I didn't see my results. I wasn't seeing my results. I was a two-time All-League there as a defensive back, I believe, and or a receiver, one or two. I was an All-League qualifier in a long jump. 
You know, I think my longest jump was 20, 20.5. Um, you know, we qualified for a lot of things track-wise, and I played in a high school all-star game, and, you know, I went off and and uh, went to a junior college and, and played in the junior college all-star game. And at the community college level, um was pretty interesting because when I left Hartham High School, I didn't graduate there. Like I didn't graduate. I didn't. I didn't take the high school exit exam. Needed. You know, I needed that to to um, get my diploma. So I was a full time JUCO student and also going to an occupational center downtown LA to get my high school diploma. So I was the classroom president for that high school at the age of twenty two. You know, sharing my story, sharing my purpose. And everything like that, and I um, I graduated there, gave a class speech, and then I went off to finish my community college, my associate's degree, and got my associates, and um, played football at West LA, and I had a lot of offers, man, a lot of offers. But I was older, you know, I was older, I was wiser. For me, it was just all about where can I go to school to get this, you know, this free my education paid for, free education and things like that. Along the process of me doing all this schooling stuff, guys, I can tell you this. I love my mom a lot, you know, but she literally, she instilled in my brain that, hey, look, you need to, you know, you need to focus on you. And um, I did. I I tried my best and it worked out. I mean, I wish she could have came to the games and I wish she could have went to teachers conference and been more involved in the school setting for me. You know, even still to this day, I think about it like, can I be mad at her for that? No. Can I hold grudges for her, you know, for that? No. But it would have been so much more beneficial if she was able to be there and support me and see me be this all-league guy, see all the success that I had at the high school level and at the college level. Because then I went off to uh, play ball in college in Iowa. And I'll tell you this, guys, even everybody in the hood, in the streets that I grew up in, all the school, they would laugh, Eddie, what? Well, he ain't he ain't he ain't graduating from no school. He ain't did this. He ain't did that. He ain't no, not him. And believe it or not, not only do I have more degrees than a lot of these people, I'm doing way better and well off than a lot, 90% of the kids that were that I grew up with or in or that was in class with those straight A student ones too. You know, the ones that were, you know, turning their work in on time, the ones that were sitting in the front, you know, a lot of them be like, What, you're a teacher? How? How did you become a teacher? How'd you do this? How'd you do that? I just say God. I just say when you mix God and you let God take over the stand wheel in your life and you let him do him for you, come on, man. Come on, man. You can't, you can't not be successful. Like, like I can, I can, I mean, I'm not driving this thing no more. He driving this thing. So I'm in a passenger seat, you know what I'm saying, with the window down, chair leaned back, music up. Why? Because I, I understand the journey. I mean, matter of fact, this is the point where I'm enjoying the journey. I'm chilling because I know he's not going to fail me. He showed me plenty of times in my life that has convinced me that we're doing great things if I just if I just believe in him and if I just trust him. And so when I reflect back on, you know, you know, thinking about me at the college level and obviously graduating with my B.A. in communications and getting accepted to the master's program. And when I was in college, guys, I'll just say this. It was from the point on from my junior college days and me having to go to that high school and, and represent that school at 22 years old. It was it was at that 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 point that I instilled structure in myself. It was at that point where I realized that I have to let God do this. I had to let and I'm not trying to get super spiritual on y'all because a lot of you guys have no faith system. 
you know, and 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 whatever works for you works for you. It t- and not everybody's gonna seek their faith and realize their faith right then and there. And I, I didn't do it at the high school level. You know, I went to Catholic school for all these years and and went to a Baptist church all year, and I never understood that. But when the light turns on, and you finally let Him do it, guys, I'm gonna tell you, it's gonna be the best decision that you ever make. And for me, structure is big. When I mean structure is so big for me, it's like how you do anything is how you do everything. So if you want to do everything right, guys, guess what? Good things will happen for you. But when you do everything wrong, how do you expect a positive turnout when you do the wrong stuff? How do you expect good things to just magically happen for you when all the bad things that you do? You know how people talk about karma when you throw that energy out there? Like you better not ever expect doing bad for somebody or bad for doing bad to to, to anyone or even doing bad in a classroom or bad in your your day-to-day life. Don't ever think good things are going to come from that. Only thing that's going to come from that is going to be a lesson. That's it. Again, when you hear me talk about these two things about being a blessing and a lesson, guys, I even when I do positive things, there's still a lesson behind it. I'll ultimately, the, the blessing is the great positive, you know, the whatever I benefit from it. It doesn't have to be anything, anything uh, financially. It doesn't have to be anything material-wise. It's just a blessing. Guys, I just tell God, thank you for waking me up. Thank you for giving me 24 hours in a day. Thank you for allowing me to just... Be able to just pull up to the school and do my day-to-day tasks. That's the biggest blessing I can ever think of, you know? But anyway, I just wanted to tie this in to Classroom Heroes. What does Classroom Hero to me and what does that pertain to this podcast? As I mentioned, all of my life growing up in a school setting, who I was in the classroom, who I am, you know, outside the classroom, who I am now as an educator, as a mentor, as a motivator, as a motivational speaker... Classroom hero, if I can give a message to student athletes and students in general, the message will be, in everything that you do, look at the big picture. In everything that you want, academically, athletically, look at the big picture. If you want to play at the next level, start planning that. Start putting yourself in a position to, to, to get towards that. To be an example of that, to be a uh, a leader in a community and, and, and a leader in your household and to find the motivation from within to be the person that you want to be. If that's the big picture for just students in general, if that scholar athlete award, I mean, not scholar, that scholarship academically is what you want. It's to be even topping your class if that's what you want. Looking at the big picture, studying, academic support, small group learning communities, seeking mentorship, seeking teacher support. All those things. Look at the big picture. If I want to get here, what do I need to do to get there? Sometimes you can even break it down in backwards plan. Okay, this is the big picture. This is the end goal. Let's backwards plan. So I have a general idea of where to go and where to get there. Classroom heroes for me, man, for me. A class clown is only a class clown because he gets people to laugh for him. But you become the bigger clown when people start to laugh at you. And that's deep. Because all I really wanted to do was be this jokester. And even now, you know, I always tell my guys, don't try to be too cool. 
And my definition of being too cool is trying to be the class clown. It's trying to be the jokester. It's trying to be the person that literally don't know how to turn the switch off from putting on the show and just being a student, if that makes sense. Sometimes it's okay of being a student, just walk around and just listen and have realistic conversations and have real conversations and not talking about what party you was at, not talking about what girl you had and how late you were out and all those things because I, I did it, right? But there's a time and place for all that conversation. There is a time and place for that. And I will tell you this, it's not along the lines of being in the school classroom. It's not along the lines of being out there in the hallways, being loud where people can hear you and or just just out to where I always say, just be aware of your surroundings. There's a time and place for everything. And I wish that, you know, as I give you guys this podcast, and I hope you guys learn from this Classroom Hero podcast is like, hey, um, sense of awareness will take me a long way. Understanding that I am a student first will take you a long way. Understanding that your parents have invested into you or your support system has invested in you. And let me let me expand on that support system. Guys, for those who don't have parents or loved ones or you just may feel that it's just you, you have to be your own biggest support system. You have to be your own biggest support system. Because ain't nobody got you like God and yourself. Straight up. I'm going to keep it real. Ain't nobody got you like God and yourself. So with that being said is, you know, instead of being a classroom hero, instead of being a jokester and things like that, guys, what about being a classroom successor? What about being a student athlete successor? What about instead of making excuses? What about just doing? Instead of putting this thing off. Oh, I got to wait to do this because I need that or I need my friend's book. No, 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 no. no. What about doing everything you need to do to where you benefit from the success? Like if you cheat on a test, how can you enjoy the results because you really didn't put in the work to actually study, to understand the material? Like how can you claim that? That's not success. In lack of a better word, that, that's in lack of better words and like put it in a different context that's faking until you make it. That's faking until you make it. That's not, good a rep- that's not a good representation of how you want to live life. And for you young men out there, that's not a good representation of how to be a man. That's not it. Not even a little bit. Okay? So anyway, I don't want to rant too far, man. I thank you guys so much. And sorry if I didn't get to you. Um, if I didn't give you a shout out, I promise I'll get back to you guys on that. Um, stay tuned. I got a couple more podcasts that I will have out for you guys this summer. I plan on doing a podcast at least twice a month or once a month. Um, so again, yeah, if it's something you want me to talk about, please feel free to reach out to me. Um, and you know the thing, I'll be back with another podcast.